everyone, it's your Catholic Drive Time. With Joe McLean and Emily Alcaraz. Joining us right now via Zoom chat is Dr. E. Michael Jones. He wrote a book called Libido Dominandi, and it is uh, the book... Uh, it's called uh, Sexual Liberation and Political Control, but it's really about the lust to dominate and the use of uh, this, quote, sexual freedom to as a, as a tool to dominate and enslave the world, really. Uh, e. Michael Jones, good morning to you. Thank you for being on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, we, we, because we have such limited time with you, uh, there's so much we could go into. I, per, I know my team has a bunch of questions for you as well. Uh, I would personally like for you to start at the French Revolution. And, and talk about the significance of what happened in the French Revolution that paved the way to a lot of what we're seeing in society today. Yeah, you, be, you began by talking about how the sex uh, released uh, from marriage uh, leads to violence. Uh, the, that's true. The French Revolution is a classic example of that. It started off as, as freedom from uh, external oppression, and then it led to violence, the murder of the king, the guillotine, and so on and so forth. Uh, but there was a man uh, who was involved in that, actually from the very beginning. The Marquis de Sade was in the Bastille. Uh, he was a producer of pornography, probably wrote the most famous piece of pornography in the 19th century. And uh, at a certain point, he was obviously a supporter of the revolution. And at a certain point, he uh, realized the revolution was being threatened by the Vendée, the Catholics who were marching from the West. And he wrote a, a kind of tract to get the revolution back on track. And he said, in order to do this, we need to incite passion. And in order to incite passion, uh, he suggested that they display women naked uh, in the theaters. Now, this uh, is the beginning uh, of what we would call the political use of uh, sexual liberation, the political use of pornography. Pornography had been pro pro prevalent in uh, France before the revolution. It led to the revolution. The, the libels against Marie Antoinette were one of the causes of the revolution. But the Marquis de Sade was one of the first people to understood that this could be harnessed. Like uh, Ben Franklin, he's kind of like the sexual Ben Franklin. Instead of electricity, instead of lightning, it's going to be sexual uh, desire, libido that can be harnessed for political purposes. That was the beginning of it. You know, I think in modern uh, in modern times, we've really have a romantic notion of the French Revolution, and we we sort of have this revisionist history of of what it stands for, what it means. And I think many Americans probably wouldn't understand its true history and its uh, devastation upon upon the world. Um, but in reality, it, it was very devastating spiritually uh, and, uh, and on a societal level as well. Um, can you tell us now, bring us into to American culture, Western culture. Um, how has the French Revolution, what are the actual tangible realities that we're seeing today that can go back to that time? Well, the, the, the sequel, first of all, the French Revolution does not solve any problems. Revolution uh, uh, was rampant during the 19th century. The Revolution of 1830 followed shortly thereafter. The Revolution of 1848, you know, all of Europe was involved in that. The Revolution of 1870, France was involved again. There, France still has problems. There's still a revolutionary atmosphere in France that's been crushed by the COVID virus, but I mean, it was the, it was the yellow vest. Uh, that were the manifestation of it. But the, the real sequel was the, the Russian Revolution, the Bolshevik Revolution of 1917, uh, which uh, basically created a, a state that was going to spread this revolution through, throughout the world. 
Now, the beginning of the Russian Revolution was was a sexual revolution. It was clear. There was Alexander Kolontai, I discussed her and Libido Dominandi, who said that uh, having sex was just like having a drink of water. Since it was a revolutionary atmosphere, they tried it out and they realized it caused social chaos and they had to get rid of it. So by the time of the end of the 1920s, Stalin had basically put an end to sexual revolution in, in Russia. But it was still alive, and the main man who carried it forward was Wilhelm Reich, who was uh, uh, a Jew, a, psych- uh, a psychiatrist who had studied under Sigmund Freud, and a communist. And you put all three of these things together, and he came up with a further weaponization of uh, sexual uh, liberation uh, in his book, The Mass Psychology of Fascism, which came out in 1933, the same year that Hitler took power in Germany. Reich had huge influence after his death. He came to the United States. He became a kind of quack. He ended up dying in prison, but he ended up on the cover of the New York Times Magazine in 1970 uh, as the father of the revolution of the 60s, the sexual revolution of the 60s, in particular the sexual revolution of 1968 in Paris, where the police were being attacked with books, literally throwing Reich's book at, at the police at that time. Reich was also the uh, author, basically, of the clergy sexual crisis that plagued the world and this country uh, in the 21st century. He said that uh, it was pointless. In his book, he said it's pointless to discuss, uh, uh, debate the existence of God with a priest. But he said if you uh, get him involved in sexual behavior, particularly masturbation, this was his key idea to promote masturbation. He said the idea of God evaporated from the mind of the priest and by extension, the mind of Catholics. Now, this was the big battle here in Austria at this time between the Viennese communists and the Catholics in the country. And this was the secret weapon. Undermine, you can destroy the power of the Catholic Church by getting the priest to violate the vow of celibacy. That's exactly what happened. It was promoted in the 1970s. Uh, they would promote priests who did this, the saying that they were pastorally in the avant-garde, but then they turned it around completely uh, and then they uh, created the pedophilia crisis because most most people do not have these desires, but some people do. And if you weaponize these desires, you can t- destroy the Catholic Church. And that's the way it was used in the 21st century. And I know in your book, um, you kind of you bring up St. Augustine, who was so ahead of his time. I mean, hundreds of years ahead of his time. Um, in in talking about how our desires would enslave us and people in the church even see this sort of sexual license as a form of liberation. But you, in your book, you talk about how this is actually going to lead to more enslavement. So could you explain that concept for us? Yeah. St. Augustine said a man has as many masters as he has vices. That is the essence uh, of uh, the Christian understanding of freedom. That the first, the first thing you have to control is your own passions. If you can't control your own passions, then you, there's no point. You can have the most, the best political system in the world, and it's not going to work. And the founding fathers of this country understood that. John Adams, to skip ahead about 1,500 years, said that uh, we have no constitution that functions in the absence of a moral people. Now, he, he St. Augustine also said that a man, though a king, uh, is a slave if he doesn't control his passions, and a slave, if he does, is a free man. 
This was a complete revolution in terms of the idea of freedom, because before this time, freedom was always understood as something external, depending on external circumstances. In other words, if you had a tyrant, you didn't have freedom, and that was that. This revolutionized that, that whole understanding, and it made a new form of government possible, which is basically democracy, a representative government. Now, the fact is that we are undergoing a challenge to representative government right now. We have oligarchs that are trying to abolish representative government across the world. And the main reason they have power is because of pornography. That's that because pornography robs you of the right of the ability to control yourself. They can control you from the outside and then uh, you once you're controlled this way, you don't even know you're controlled. So the classic example of this was as soon as we have the COVID virus, uh, we're locked down. Uh, Pornhub comes and offers free subscriptions. This is classic, a classic example of what I'm talking about. This is the world that they're preparing for you. You can't go out. You can't go to your favorite restaurant. You can't travel. You can't do anything, but you can stay home and watch pornography. That's the brave new world that they've created for us. Uh, Dr. Jones, the uh, modern psychology is a huge element. I was uh, listening to a couple of your interviews, and you talked a lot about modern psychology and its relation to sexual liberation. And um, I know a lot of Catholics who are going into psychology and they're like uh, wanting to become Catholic psychologists. Uh, what what do these uh, people need to look out for and uh, where does uh, the sexual liberation uh, infiltrate into psychology uh, or is there any any good that can come out of it? Well, for, first of all, libido dominandi is a history, history of modern psychology. So if you're thinking of going into psychology, you will get a form of modern psychology. And that means you, you need to read Libido Dominani to understand where you're going. So, okay, for, first of all, you have the, the father of modern psychology is Sigmund Freud. Uh, and he uh, is basically operating from the classic model. There are three parts to the soul, uh, logos, ethos, and pathos. Uh, the, uh, but what he does here is turn the soul upside down. So instead of having reason controlling passion, you now have passion in control of reason. And Freud, to his credit, had reservations about that. But Wilhelm Reich turned it upside down completely. And that's why he's a revolutionary. Then you have uh, behavior psychology, behavior psychology. And if you read the book, you'll understand how that evolved from uh, uh, sexual liberation in a figure like John B. Watson. <laughs> And then you have the third form, which is the uh, the Carl Rogers type of psychology, which is basically a kind of a compromise between the two of them using uh, social groups as manipulative efforts. And the classic example of how that impacted the church is when Carl Rogers showed up to give um, sensitivity training to the Immaculate Heart Nuns in Los Angeles in the wake of Vatican II and wrecked the entire order. And at that point, psychology had a devastating effect on the Catholic Church. The best example is uh, Eugene Kennedy doing a survey of the Catholic priesthood based on Eric Erickson's six stages or seven stages of moral development. Stage number five is having sexual intercourse. If you don't have sexual intercourse, you can't be a mature person, according to Eric Erickson. Well, guess what? Uh, all of the religious take vows of celibacy. 
So they're all immature. This had a completely demoralizing effect on the clergy. They felt that they were all losers because some psychologists told them, and that led them to act on their sexual impulses, and that led to the uh, the pedophile crisis and the whole McCarrick story and the whole mess that we're in right now. Well, Dr. E. Michael Jones, Jones is our guest. Uh, we have about six minutes uh, before the end of the show. But uh, before we go on, uh, I was wondering – what is a way that we can move forward? I know in the past we had the League of Decency, um, and that was uh, the church's stance and able to uh, have a little bit of control over the uh, morality of the country. Is there any way back to that, and what went wrong? Uh, the Legion of Decency was one of the most successful operations the Catholic Church ever involved in, was ever involved in in the United States of America. During the 1930s, uh, 1929, the Catholic uh, the Hollywood invested heavily in uh, talking pictures, and then the Depression broke out, and they needed money. And the Catholic uh, lawyer who was lending him money, head of the Bank of America, said, no, uh, you're not going to do it. And at that point, Cardinal Dougherty of Philadelphia organized a boycott of Warner Brothers theaters. And uh, at that point, uh, Warner Brothers was losing $100,000 a week in Philadelphia alone of depression area money, which was a lot of money at that point. And they capitulated and they signed the production code. This was a battle. Those people understood. Uh, I'm talking about Joe Breen now, who was the main architect of this thing. He understood who the enemy was. He understood that the church had enemies. He understood that Hollywood was an enemy of the church and they acted on it. This ended at the, after the Second Vatican Council uh, when the church basically abandoned the Legion of Decency uh, in favor of a production code. The, the, the group that, that did this was Hollywood, and the vehicle they did to break the code was a, a Holocaust porn film called The Pawn Broker. This was a Catholic-Jewish battle. We have to understand what it was. It was an ethnic battle, and the Catholic Church, because of Nostra Tate, lost its nerve and could not uh, engage in battle anymore in this battle over obscenity. And because they ran up the white flag in 1965, we are in the mess we are in today. Okay, but there's hope because libido dominandi started circulating among a generation, a new generation, the 20-year-olds now. During last November, NoFap November was basically a grassroots protest against pornography when these people woke up and realized they were slaves to their passions and that that was not a good thing and they were going to react against it by uh, boycotting pornography. Uh, and the result was a, for, a true form of liberation. And I can testify. I talked to a guy yesterday. It's on Bit, uh, on BitChute, I think, interview with a man by the name of Cheyenne who broke with a pornography habit a year ago during NoFap November and got married in the meantime and now has a child on the way. So it's possible to do this if you recognize who the enemy is. And secondly, if you understand that sexual liberation is a form of political control. E. Michael Jones is our guest. We have just about, I don't know, three or four minutes left in our conversation with, with you, uh, Dr. Jones. Uh, I, wanna, I wanted to bring up the, the use of pornography uh, against the Palestinians by the Israelites. Uh, can you tell us about that incident? Uh, what, what happened? Why did they do it? Yeah, uh, 2004, uh, no, 2002, I believe, the 
Uh, once again, the Israelis invade uh, Ramallah. Uh, this time, uh, they take over the TV stations and they start broadcasting pornography from the TV stations. Now, why did they do this? Did they want to bring, uh, did the Israelis want to bring liberation to the Palestinians? I don't think so. That's not the way it works. This is proof, first of all, that pornography is a weapon. It's a weapon against people uh, that they want to subjugate. Those people, I've said this, I've gave this talk uh, in Europe, uh, wherever I've given it, I've given it in Washington. Two, two times Palestinians were in the audience who said, yeah, I was there when it happened. Okay. And it's worse than you said. These people were confined to their homes. The only access they had was television to get information. If they went outside, there were snipers that were going to shoot them. This is proof that pornography is a, is a weapon and it's a form of control. It's happened in Iraq. Once Iraq was conquered after the war in 2003, uh, pornography flooded the country. It happened in Portugal uh, in the 1970s after Salazar died. The country was flooded with pornography to get people off the streets. This is the, this is the point of pornography. It's not something, it's not entertainment, it's warfare. That's uh, that's literally insane. And the first time I heard that, I thought that that's, that's just incredible. How could that be? Why would a country leverage pornography uh, as a weapon against others? And when you come to realize what pornography does to the person and to society, it does to begin to make sense. It is a weapon of mass destruction for sure. And I have seen um, commentators say that the sign of a, a civilization that is falling apart is the sexual license. So, mm. E. Michael Jones, do you see this as a commonality? And how do we fight against the, the, the fall of our civilization to sexual license? You have about a minute. You got the, about 45 the, seconds. <laughs> Sorry. The proof. Why are people being banned from the Internet? And why is pornography never part of the discussion of hate speech or anything else. It's because pornography is a form of control and we have lost our ability uh, to fight it. And the way you regain that ability and the way you regain political power is cutting off the pornography and getting uh, your passions under control. It's that simple. All right, that's going to have to do it for E. Michael Jones. Libido Dominandi is the book. We're going to link to it. Uh, but uh, check it out, uh, get it, read it, pass it on. E. Michael Jones, thank you for your time today. God love you. You're welcome. All right, that's going to do it for hour number one of Catholic Drive Time. Uh, hour number two is delayed till 9, 10 Eastern. So if you can join us in the 9 a.m. Central, 10 Eastern time frame, we'd love to have you for hour number two of Catholic Drive Time. Otherwise, we'll see you thank tomorrow. Thank you for joining us on your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you.